What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, for the first time in a really long time. Sorry, I'm finishing a boiled egg, sweating my... Well, I'm not going to say what I would normally say there. (laughs) But it is 103 in Texas right now, where I am. So I've got my reading glasses holding back my sweaty hair, and I'm joined, as always, by the... Billy Idol of football analysts, the one and only, the beloved, my good friend, Matt. Marcus underscore Mosher, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, that was lame. I'm doing well. How are you? I mean, are you really doing well? I I feel refreshed. I was on vacation last week. I brought my Lindy's magazine to the beach. I read every single team report i read every single little line of every player that's on the the 90-man roster entering camp i'm doing fantastic elliot well it's good to hear i have um if you guys are listening right now well of course you are because if you weren't listening you wouldn't hear this but i um i've been gone for a while i've been having trouble with my throat and so i had a couple buddies fill in for me we took some time off so marcus could have a vacation and uh Anyway, so it seems like it's been absolutely forever. My voice is feeling better, although I'm fighting something off. But um, we'll see how long it lasts. I haven't done this in a while, so I really need to be coming from the diaphragm as opposed to my throat when I speak. A uh, couple cool things today. Number one, do you want to see our football card of the day? Yes, I do. Football card of the day. Here it is. I just pulled it out randomly. This is, I'm going to try to hold it so there's no glare on it. So let's see, maybe right here. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, there, there, there it right is. There. Yeah, there, there you it go. Is. This is a 59 tops Paul Hornig. And, you know, when you think of the 50s, you think like really conservative. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you could see this well, Marcus, like the letters in his name are all different colors. And then uh, you got a pink, would you call it a fuchsia? background yep behind him but i love the little logo in the corner the old like 50s nfl logos have you ever seen the original cowboys logo not what they had on their helmet but what they used it was like a little cowboy guy on a horse Mm -hmm. uh yeah so anyway this is when the packers really sucked i mean they sucked because this is 1958 season i think they won like one game Vince Lombardi took over in 59. They went seven and five. And anyway, I wanted to show Paul Horning today because I really feel like our world, especially the football world, really needs a sense of humor. And Paul Hornig was a genuinely funny, fun-loving dude. Um, great player. Also, very versatile player. We did a podcast about versatile players, Marcus. And I don't remember if we mentioned Paul Hornig in that or not, but he totaled 176 points one year in 1961. Um, as a kicker, running back, throwing the ball, everything. Um, a fantasy stud before there was such a thing. And I got to know him a little bit when he was about 80. And he was still a funny guy. He was holding court at breakfast at the Hall of Fame. So that was uh, a lot of fun. So that's our, and, that's our football card of the day. And they named a, uh, a college football award after him, the Paul Horning Award for the most versatile player. Uh, one of my favorite awards that they give out every year. So pretty cool. You've talked about that before. Who won it last year, 2021? Ooh, ah, that's a good question. I don't remember, but there's there's been some really good names in there between uh, Chris Gamble, who played wide receiver and defense. Mm-hmm. There's some couple guys that played, uh, uh, you know, multiple kick returner, punt returner. Uh, 
I'll have to I'll double check to see who won it last year. Well, you love those kind of guys. I mean, Cordero Patterson's one of your favorite players mm-hmm. in NFL history, and he is uh, kind of a uh, uh, testament of that that quality. Um, uh, Marcus Jones, the the corner that the Patriots drafted, the wide receiver corner, uh, kick returner, punt returner, kind of a big role for them this year as well. And the Patriots have a history of using guys in multiple spots. Troy Brown, one of my favorite players of all time, played defensive back for half of the, I think it was the 04 season, uh, when their secondary got hit really hard. <clears throat> I'm actually going to talk about the Patriots secondary just for briefly today. But what, what we wanted to do is we wanted to do a quick podcast on, uh, what would you call this? How, how would you, what, what do you think is the right thing to call this? Preseason call thoughts. Basically, just you know, this is like our elevator pitches for each team, right? You got wins and losses for me. I do. Yeah, we talk in wins and losses odds or Marcus Mosher's wins and losses. No, no, we got wins and losses odds. Okay. Well, I did something here on my plane flight to Texas. I wrote down what I thought the record for every NFL team would be. Mm. And and then I made sure I did the math over and over and I kept adjusting until it evened out because I can't stand it. When we were at the when I was at the NFL, they would ask us to do predictions and everybody would do their predictions. And of course, all of our analysts were way over in the win column. Every team had a, win, a winning record, basically. Yeah. Or, you know, like when you did the you know, if you added all the wins and losses up, it'd be like 20 games over 500. The last year I was at NFL Network, I actually predicted every single game of the season. I went through the schedule and with the producer, and he said, no, you gave them a loss here. So I had to, you know, it got hard. When I got to the final team, I'd already filled out their entire schedule, you know, um, of wins and losses. But anyway, your audio I, is I, off. I, I have myself muted because I was yeah. listening to it. And the point of today's show is, we're going to be talking about every all these teams going into training camp, uh, but also betting wise. If we think a team is going to go twelve and five and they're over under is nine and a half, it's a pretty good sign that maybe you should bet on them. Uh, yeah. So this is a little bit of betting advice in there as well. Am I allowed to do a humble brag? Sure. I was the most accurate that year out of all of our analysts, even though I confined myself to making every game. It stunk. It was so hard. I remember the last team I got to was literally like the Jags or the Texans and their entire schedule was already filled out. I had already predicted every game on their schedule, so I couldn't, there was no maneuvering. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, You were were pretty stuck. Yeah. Cause we went team by team. So we started with like the bills and I predicted the bills schedule. Well, whatever I picked it, predicted for the bills, let's say I had them splitting with the Patriots. Then when I went to the Patriots schedule, I already had those two games predicted, you know, and I had to stick with it. It was, very, very hard. So anyway, I didn't do that. I didn't look at every uh, game on the schedule. I might do that, but I did predict all the records. So let's get started. Uh, we start with the Bills. Yeah, we're going to go from, I mean, this is a little bit of uh, teasing, but this we're going from the highest win totals down, right, in descending order. So we're starting with the Bills. Win total set at 11 and a half. I'm going to have a Ricola lozenge. Okay, Ricola that, lozenge. That sponsor? Sues the, sues the back of your throat. I'm just saying, just in case anyone's listening okay. at Ricola, we could use that 5000 okay. a month. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, Bills, I think they've got the best roster in the NFL. I love the addition of Von Miller. I also really like James Cook, who they drafted in the second round. There's really no reason this team shouldn't be either the number one or number two seed in the AFC. 
So you've got 11 and a half. Uh, is that's the odds right now? Yes. Yep. I got 12 and five for the bills. I'm taking the over. Okay. That's good. Uh, barely, but probably stay away. Not a lot of wiggle room there for if you, for the Buffalo, if you're betting them, uh, let's Tampa, hit Tampa. Come on. Tampa Bay. Uh, they signed Julio Jones yesterday. Uh, receiving course, pretty good with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, 11 and a half. I got the bucks at 12. Um, yeah, it feels about right. It it's does. Hard, it's hard to find six losses on that schedule. And if you're betting the under, man, you're going to have, I mean, you've got to have them slip up against some pretty inferior teams. Still a little worried about the front seven. I'm just saying, but go yeah, ahead. It's Green Bay. Green Bay. Uh, similar right here. I think, believe they are at 11 and a half as well. Mm. Uh, or excuse me, 11. 11. Mm. I kept going back and forth on this one, but in order to make my records match for the entire league, I had to take a win off of the Packers total. So I've got them at 11 and six. Exactly what sports books are predicting. The problem here is I, I would still be willing to take the over because if you're betting the under, you're thinking that they're going to lose seven games. They just haven't done that with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. I, I would be inclined to take the over here. But our next one, Kansas City Chiefs, 10 and a half. This is another one I had to take a win off in order to make. I had too many wins. I was like six games over 500 or whatever for the entire league. I got Kansas City at nine and eight. Mm. It's a tough division, dude. That is really a tough division. Tough but division. You think Andy Reid's going to lose eight games this year? I mean, his first year in KC, I think they went nine and seven. You know, I mean, it's possible. I mean, and that was with Alex Smith at quarterback. Now, wait I a mean, minute. Alex Smith played well for that team. He did. Hold but on. I'm saying that's kind of been Andy Reid's floor. I I don't disagree. Like, I think 10 wins is probably the right number for Kansas City. That's but fair. I, I think I a, lot would have seven. To, a lot would have to go wrong for them to win fewer than 10 games. I'm just, just, just saying. They lost their defensive leader. They lost their biggest offensive threat. Just saying. Okay, okay. go ahead. Los Rams. Angeles Rams. Yeah. Ten and a half. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've got the Rams at 12 and five. Yeah, I like this Rams team quite a bit. I, I love the addition of Allen Robinson. I think Bobby Wagner, at least for this year, is going to be really helpful for that defense. I think 10 and a half seems a little bit low. Yeah, and I'm not sold on the rest of the NFC West, really, so... Uh, there we go. At least part of the NFC West. All right. Dallas Cowboys. I know where this one's going. Uh, 10 wins. Oh, uh, that's what I've got them. 10 wins on the nose. I think Cowboy fans should be really happy with that. Cause they're not winning the NFC East. There we go. She's just hot takes right out of the start. Just yeah. not even waiting. Uh, 10 feels about right. Um, I could see them going one game in either direction, but I don't think there's a lot of variance here. I think, Somewhere between nine and 11 wins feels about right. Hey, 12 second analysis. Got Gallup coming off an injury. Cooper's not back off. Uh, he's in Cleveland. Offensive line, I would say, is middling right now at best. Uh, I worry about the front seven staying healthy, particularly Demarcus Lawrence. Randy Gregory is now in, a, in another zip code. Those are enough reasons for me right there. And Fair do enough. we trust the kicking game, specifically no. making field goals? No. Okay, no. cool. Uh, 49ers, 10 mm-hmm. wins. 10 wins. All right. 49ers. I've got 10 and seven. <laughs> so I'm, on the nose other than the chiefs. Yeah. Um, okay. I, 
I am still, I, I think with the 49ers, I know quarterback's going to be circled and it should, but I think secondary is still the area you have to look at with this team. Not in the NFC West, but in the tournament because the 49ers will be in the tournament. <clears throat> I think they're going to get off to a hot start. It's just how do they deal with teams adjusting to Trey Lance after the first mm-hmm. three or four games of the season? And the middle of their season or schedule is really tough. You know, games against the Chiefs, Rams, and Chargers in three straight weeks. Then they play the Bucs and the Raiders. We'll see. But I think 10 wins feels about right. This next one, I think, is interesting. Um, We've got the Broncos at 10 wins. So this is another team I had to take a win off in order to get my number to 500. So the Broncos I have at 10 and 7. I think that feels a little high. I, I would go probably more like eight or nine wins, but I could see 10 wins as well. I, this is not a team that I want to bet on at 10 wins, though. I think I, I would be inclined to take the under. They have a receiver core with huge upside, good kicking game, uh, obviously a new quarterback. Offensive line I wish was better, good secondary. Uh, I think a lot's going to depend on how well Gregory plays for them. Gregory plays a lot uh, you know what they're hoping for it's going to really help that entire defense out because they already have a secondary that can hold the fort anyway i've got 10 I, wins i liked their offensive line last year i didn't love them they didn't make any big improvements but they did lose mike munchak i'm a little concerned about that he's one of the best offensive line coaches in the nfl uh all right great player well, too yeah Keep going. moving on we've got the cincinnati Bengals, the afc champions from last year at 10 wins I had them at 10 wins. I put it down. I left it here. And again, just to remind, I, I did not, I have no idea what these odds were. I just did this off the cuff, literally on my tray table on the plane. So uh, yeah, 10 wins on the tray table for the Bengals. With feels my about right. down Coke. No, <laughs> feels about Southwest right. peanuts. Did you put the peanuts in the Coke? No. I don't, uh, you know, I always give the Southwest snack mix to my neighbor because he eats that stuff. He loves not having to pay for it at the store because I bring it home. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Next one are yeah. Los Angeles Chargers, yeah. uh, which we are going to be getting <laughs> polos at some point this year. 10 wins. 11 and six, pal. Mm, 11 and six. We are in on the Chargers. Uh, the, I, I like that. It feels realistic, but I'm not betting on that total. There's just not, not enough value there. Well, there's not enough discrepancy between no, what no. Vegas thinks and what you think, which is something we preach about over-unders all the time. Um, although you're not an over-under guy, I am. So that's all right. Go ahead. Colts. Uh, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you give me your number first. I went back and forth on this. I had them at 10 and 7. And then two things. One, I told you I needed to find some wins to come down because I was over 500 <clears throat> on my league total. And I had little Marcus in my ear. Little Marcus in my ear, constantly talking to me about his political views and, you know, uh, how cinnamon rolls in Amish country are far superior to everywhere else. Back. And that the Colts really aren't that good. I went nine and eight. Yeah, I, I, it's 10. Uh, and I think they're going to win 10 games this year. I think that's about. The oh, right so number. I'm lower than you. Yeah, I think 10 is the right number. I If I had to pick somebody to win the AFC South right now, it's the Colts. But that roster, I. I liked it more before I started to do some deep dive, you know, well, Leonard not being ready for the season's a big deal. I mean, that's, that's a big one. They, the left tackle is Matt Pryor. They lost Matt, uh, Mark Lukinski, the right guard. 
Okay. Michael. No, I'm going to stop you right there. If, if you've done some film study on our podcast, way too much talk about guard play. I'm not allowing it. Okay. That's fine. Uh, next one. Eagles, nine and yeah. a half. Yeah, I got the Eagles at 10 wins. I think they win the NFC East. Um, I would take that bet if I were you on the over. Yeah, that's just, again, not enough discrepancy there, right? If you think they're going to go win 10 games and the total is at nine and a half, you're basically betting on one game. I, Better odds, Eagles four to one to win the NFC East. Yes, I'd much yep. rather do that. I'd mm-hmm. much, much rather do that. Uh, yeah, that's what one. the odds were. I don't know if they're still there. Okay. Uh, they're they're creeping up. Seems like the public is starting to bet on the Eagles a little bit, which I get a lot of excitement until they realize that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. Uh, oh, next here one, we go. Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens, nine and a half. I got the Ravens at ten and seven. I feel really good about this. I mean, I probably wouldn't bet on it because it's nine and a half, but I think the Ravens win ten games. I think they win ten games, and they're a team that's in fifteen of the seventeen games. Right, like every yep. game is decided by four points or fewer. Right. They're they're gonna be a really competitive team. And it's, unlike the Cowboys, but like the Broncos and and hopefully the Bengals, the Ravens win those fifty sell a lot of those fifteen games because they have a kicker that's going to make those kicks. Yes. I, I mean it's something you have to just factor in, right? I mean, if you think the games are gonna be close, you wanna go with the teams that have the reliable kicker. I no no joke here. Don't don't disagree at all. Next one, Minnesota Vikings, nine wins. This one feels a little bit high. I I like this Vikings team a lot, but you need them to win ten and se- go to go ten and seven to win your bet. That feels a little high considering first year GM, first year head coach. Yeah, um, boy, this was a hard one. Home slash cheese money, uh, but I've got the Vikings at ten and seven. This so rosters you, this roster is a top eight roster in the league for sure. Yeah, I don't it's not top five. So uh give me Minnesota for 10 wins. Okay. Uh yeah. I like it. I, that's not a bad bet, but I actually like Minnesota to win the, the NFC North more than I like betting on them the win total, right? Okay. Because you're basically betting on they're gonna be so much better than the other two teams in their division, not named Green Bay. And if something happens where Aaron Rod with Aaron Rodgers or Green Bay gets a bunch of injuries on defense, why not? I I, I could see that happening. I've changed my mind. I like Halls better than Ricola. So Ricola, <laughs> I don't care if you're listening. I yeah. Um, I mean, you can still sponsor with us, but I like Halls better. All right, Tennessee. Uh Tennessee, the team that mm-hmm. we always kind of like because the coaching staff is so good, but they are you're at not nine like wins. this. No, nine. I got them at eight and nine, big guy. Eight yeah. and nine. I looked over that roster the other day, and it's it's scary, right? There's just some big, big question marks on the offensive line. The say or the secondary, I still don't love. It's gonna be Bravel's gonna have to do a heck of a job once again to get this team in the playoffs. I mean, nine and eight is fine. Uh, this was another team that I debated nine and eight or eight and nine, but that's where they're gonna be. One of the two. I don't disagree. Uh, next one, Miami Dolphins, nine wins. Now this Miami's been pretty competitive over the last two years, but is this the year that they have, you know, a real chance of making the playoffs? This was really hard for me. Miami was really hard. Maybe the hardest team on this list on my tray table, uh, Southwest flight list. Um, I kept debating Miami and Tennessee, which one was going to have a losing record. I went with Tennessee. I've got nine and eight for the dolphins. Um, on the nose. I, I think they're a good team. 
I, I mean, look, the I, I, it's such low hanging fruit, isn't it? But I think so much depends on Tua. And oh, when yeah. you have a rookie head coach, you just don't know what to expect. I know you like their head coach hire. I know you like the idea of pairing a young quarterback with with an offensive minded coach. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm staying away. Uh, next one I like quite a bit, though. The Patriots, eight and a half. Uh, and before you give me the record, I, I've got a question for you. I was looking mm-hmm. at their roster the other day. Who's the best player on the Patriots right now? Uh, that's a really great question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're doing know. the media guide and you can't put Mac Jones on there, who are you putting? It's it's. This is totally legit. This is totally legit. I don't know. Can I, I tell you I, I, I think it's going to be by the end of the year? Go ahead. Kyle Duggar. I think Kyle Duggar is going to be a superstar. He's just not there yet. I think it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, is it Joe I, Judge? I, I'm with you. Uh, this was another team that you know I really debated. Um, they were a tough one. I've got the Patriots at nine and eight. Yeah, feels about right. I, I'm not opposed to betting on them though to win the AFC uh, East. It's just like a long shot bet. I think they're like six to one to do it. Wouldn't you know what's be total? Do you know it's always a sad feeling capped off by a real treat. Is when you get like to the last part of your halls cherry cough drop, and you know there's really not enough left for you to warrant keeping it where it's at. So you go ahead and you just bite into it, but it actually tastes yeah. really good. The last part of it, it does. It's, it's very depressing. Uh, next yeah, one, Arizona Cardinals, a very depressing team in itself. Yes, uh, yes. eight and a half wins. Yeah, eight and nine, bro. Eight and nine all yeah. the way. Got some bad I'd be comfortable vibes betting on this. this. Yeah, I, there, there's some bad vibes for this Cardinals team right now between DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for six games. Hollywood Brown is already on the PUP list because of a hamstring pull that happened last week. Kyler Murray signed a contract that he probably didn't want to that requires him to study film. I don't know. I don't love this team. Eight and nine. Okay. Uh, Raiders, eight and a half. Too low. I got the Raiders at 10 and seven, my friend, 10 and seven. Yeah, I know you don't like that higher than Kansas City. No, it's not that I don't like it because I think this is a Super Bowl roster. It's just the offensive line makes me so nervous. They had their starting guard this week, Denzel Good, retire. No, they have no. Yeah, they have no options there. I just I think the offensive line is so bad that it could end up doing them in. I think that's not what it is. I think what it is with you is, can I bet on the Raiders to actually win the division? And part of you just inside automatically says no. I just think of the four teams in that division, they are distant fourth when it comes to the offensive line. The Raiders could have Joe Montana, Walter Payton, Lawrence Taylor on their team, and people would be very hesitant to predict them to do anything. That's fair. So uh, go ahead. Next up. Uh, This one we're going to love. The Saints sitting at eight wins right now. Way too low. I've got the Saints at 10 and 7, my Let's friend. Go. All right. So this is our first one where we have a two-game difference in what Vegas has and what we believe. Because I, I agree with you. I think there's a chance they win 11 games this year. I think there's a chance they steal that division. Their roster is absolutely loaded. And the addition of Chris Olave is going to make this offense just way more explosive. I'm all in. I know you're not a running backs guy, and I don't think you really care about Alvin Kamara that much. But – the more they can lean on that area of their team, and by the way, Michael Thomas went out and practiced, looked really good. 
The more, though, that they can lean on the running game and a big-time possession receiver like Thomas, the less we're going to see the Jameis Winston of 2019 that threw 30-something interceptions for Tampa Bay, which is a good thing. I'll be curious to see what happens to that win total if Alvin Kamara is suspended um, after being arrested during the Pro Bowl weekend. Seems yep. like a suspension is coming. Seems we just like- don't know what we don't know what that's going to be. I mean, right. it's it's a total unknown right now. The the main thing though that I'm getting at is take Winston out of risky situations, yes. like playing from behind, which I think they won't be playing from way behind that much. They may be be playing from seven points behind or four, but points. not. Their you know. defense is going to win them by themselves four or five games. Just yes, they're going to be able to like yeah. Carolina and Atlanta, those four games, they're going to be able to shut down those offenses. We love this, the Saints. This will be a top eight defense. All right. Next up. Washington Commander, seven and a half wins. I got them at seven and ten. I originally had them at eight and nine. I needed to drop my win total, as I told you. This was the first win total drop I made. I was like, okay. All right, this is an easy one because uh, I was debating anyway. Seven and ten. What do you think? I can see them going lower. If you do like the Eagles a lot this year, and the Cowboys are going to be competitive, they might not win the division, but they're going to be competitive. Is there really spot another spot in this division for an eight plus win team? Probably not. So I think I think the Giants could even be better than Washington. I'm taking the under here. Yep. I mean, seven and ten is under. So it's under. There we go. It's under. Uh, all right. How'd you like Next. that analysis? Very good. It's, yeah, it's I thought you'd that's why, really that's why people that. pay lots of money to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right, Pittsburgh Steelers, seven. Yeah, this was tough. I originally had Pittsburgh at nine and eight. I took two wins off their total. I had them at nine and eight out of respect for their culture, uh, for Mike Tomlin, the fact that they always seem to get it done. But I look at that team. I look at the division they're in. I look at the conference that they're in. And I think if if I left that bias out of it, I thought to myself, this is a seven-win team, and that's what they are. I think on paper, if everybody stays healthy, they can win nine, maybe even ten games. The difference for them compared to other teams is they have absolutely no depth. Like, they are so top-heavy. Um, they can't afford any injuries to a Cam Hayward or a TJ Watt because they won't be able to overcome it because that's just – what happens when you don't have an elite quarterback? It's too hard to keep all the other positions uh, at an elite level. Right. Next but you're one. banking oh. a lot on that offensive line playing better and Mitch Trubisky mitigating some of that offensive line play. And I don't know that you can bank on that. No, I don't think I, you I can. like the move, but that doesn't mean you can bank on it. I think seven and a half, eight wins is probably the right number. Okay. Next one. Giants, seven wins. All right, New York Giants I have at 7-10. and 10. I think they're going to be duking it out with the Commanders. I think they're going to be as good as the Commanders because I think their coaching is going to mm-hmm. be good. I think Daniel Jones is going to play better. I don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do with Washington. So I think the Giants are going to be right there with Washington at 7-10, and 10, even though I think Washington actually has better players than the Giants do. Yeah, but I like the coaching significantly better. I, seven feels about right. I, I'm not inclined to take the over or the under here. Um, they're actually a team that I'm really excited to watch because I just think they're going to be so much more fun. You're going to see more spread offense, more receivers on the field, uh, a, a ridiculously high passing rate. I think they're a fun team this year. You know what's so weird about this, man, is I, I'm not joking. I did this on the plane, and I'm almost in lockstep with Vegas on all of this. Not that that's a good thing necessarily. I'm just saying that's really weird. You're close. Yeah, that's we only have one team that we have a big disagreement on. And it's the saints. Um, yeah, but maybe we'll have a different one. How about the bears at six and a half? 
I had the Bears at seven and ten. I took them down two wins. And the reason I did is I realized I was being a little pie in the sky. I look at their roster. I like their coaching hire, but look at their personnel on defense, Marcus. Yeah. yeah. If you take their personnel, I'm not talking about how they played last year. I'm not talking about the Bears' reputation for always kind of being a, 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 I guess, pesky team defensively. It's a bottom 10 defense personnel-wise, in my mind. Yeah, and they've got Robert Quinn, who had 18 and a half sacks last year, and they still might be a bottom three defensive line in the NFL right now. Like, it's just, there's nobody there. They lost uh, Eddie Goldman. They lost Khalil Mack. They lost Akeem Hicks, and they didn't really replace those guys with anybody. Their big signing was Larry Obenjoye, who yeah. ended up failing his physical. So I I'm, I would take the under here. I think it's going to be hard for them to get more than four or five wins. Yeah, well, we're in lockstep. Next up. Uh, what about the Lions? It's six and a half. Uh, I moved the Lions up, even though I needed to take wins off um, because I was too had too many wins. I actually added one to the Lions while taking wins away from everyone else. So I bumped the Lions from five and 12 to six and 11. I've got them at six and 11. I'm not opposed to betting the over here for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I want to because this team is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Can't do things that you want to, home slice cheese skillet. Sure you can. That's why we have sports betting. And then number two, yeah. it's the the, the roster. Yeah, the roster's pretty good. Like the, they've really good on the offensive defensive line. Uh they've made some some good improvements at receiver. They were in a lot of games last year. If they just have a little bit more luck that way, I could see them going eight and nine this season. Eight and nine. Can't get can't go there with you. But see, uh, if 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 you're down on the Bears and you believe the Bears are going to basically go zero and six in the division, that's when you can bet the Lions, right? Yeah, I've already got my pie in the sky eight and nine team. Next up, okay. uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. My pie in the sky eight and nine team right here. Yeah, I figured uh, six yeah. and a half wins. I would I bet the over on the Jags? No, because I. If, if it's my money, I'd like to keep it, especially with the economy the way it is. However, would I bet the under on this? I absolutely would not. This is, this would be a walk away. Don't even bother. So this is just fun talk for you and I. I think uh, Lawrence and Peterson can get them to seven or eight wins. I agree with you. I do. A, a team that I'm really excited to see. I just want to know how many wins do you get by just replacing – Urban Meyer with an NFL average coach. Because I wonder if it's like two or three. He was so bad last year. And I actually think Doug Peterson is a slightly above average coach. So if you get two and a half more wins, Lawrence gets a little bit better. Uh, the offense with Christian Kirk and Zay Jones is better. Why couldn't they get the seven wins? Do you want to hear something really funny? Sure. Did you know that they have a pass rusher who has the same name as a quarterback? <laughs> Yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. Okay, uh, Carolina. Six and a half wins. Yeah, I. you know, this is another one that have fun with it if you really, like, want to bet on every single thing in your life. But I I don't know how else to say it. I got Carolina at six and 11, six and, 11 and I feel really comfortable with that prediction. I, I don't trust Matt Rule to do anything better. So yeah, I would I would take the under there. Plus, I we like the Saints. We think the yep. Bucks are going to win ten games. Yep, it's going to well, be awfully hard. I mean, for you've them got to that right there. I mean, if if you and I think the Bucks are going to win twelve, and if we think the Saints are going to win ten, 
you're talking about 22 and 12 right there within the division. Yep. Right off the bat. So yeah, somebody gets, it's just like the stock market. Somebody always gets caught holding the bag. Let's go to Seattle. Five and a half. And I have no idea how the Seahawks could win six games this year. I got Seattle at five and 12 and another one I feel very confident with. I would take the under on that all day. Under five. So you're thinking three or four. Well, under five and a half. So that would be okay. five or fewer. I mean, this yeah. team is going to struggle just to get first downs, Elliot. Like, they're yeah. so bad on offense. I just, there's something about Seattle. They're pesky is the right word for them. I hope it didn't pop my pee too much. There but that's, Sorry, guys. But that's with yeah. Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner and all of those guys. Like, you're relying on Jordan Brooks to be the leader of your defense. The secondary is not very good. The pass rush is awful. You're still in on Seahawks culture, are you? I'm just waiting for you to move on. Okay. Jets, five and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know, boy, I sound like Lumberg. Yeah. <laughs> Going to have to kind of disagree with you there. Uh, I would, I, well, I put five and 13, which is not a possible record. So I got five and 12 <laughs> on the uh, Jets. You tell, me when they're, you tell me when their first win is coming. I'm going to read the the part of their schedule, the, the start of their schedule. Uh, home against the Ravens, at the Browns, home against the Bengals, at the Steelers, home against the Dolphins, at the Packers, at the Broncos, home against the Patriots, home against the Bills. They start two and one, and they only <laughs> win three games the rest of the way. I could, Come on. You're telling me you couldn't see Baltimore going in there and laying an egg? I sure could. I could. Uh, and then they beat the Bengals two years in a row. Mm, Baltimore's go. usually pretty good in week one. but I know they are. But I know you're remembering them beating Buffalo like 96 to three. That game was also or, in or Miami. Yep. Isn't uh, that game in New York? Uh, yes. Okay. Team's going to be excited. Fans are going to be excited. There's week one is always an anomaly. Wouldn't you agree? All right. Yeah. We do see weird things happen in week one. That's yeah. Fun. Okay. Word to your lab partner. Uh, not <laughs> high on this next one. Falcons five wins. Yeah, I got an I got the under on that home slice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I I'm looking at my little drafts here on my phone. Yeah, it's so stupid to save thing in your email draft, like just dumb. And I still do it. I think I was twelve. Uh, Falcons are four and thirteen. Yeah, that that defense. Can you name their number one pass rusher right now? I tell you what, I can name. I hate having to say four and thirteen. I want to say four and twelve. So do I. It's I still awful. hate the seven. It's uh, still hate the seventeen. D'Angelo game. Malone and Arnold Ebiketti. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, good luck. Good yeah. luck starting uh starting to find a pass rush for those two guys. Um I'm on the under. Who do you have less faith in? The Falcons receiver group or their pass rush? Pass rush, easily, because I count Kyle Pitts as part of the their receiver. Oh, okay. Well, that's not fair. Uh I did see Kyle Pitts today said that he believes it's a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah, well, I you know, I, I'm sure Kyle Pitts thinks his rookie cards go for ten million dollars too. They probably do. What's up? Uh Houston Texans, four and a half. 14. Oh, you're down on this Texans team. I kind of like them a little bit. Oh, yeah. I like them a little bit. That's why I dogged out Lovey Smith every single podcast. We were doing podcasts like literally on, I, you know, I don't remember what, like on the board game Clue in the passing game in 1996, and you still found a way to criticize Lovey Smith. I don't think he's a good coach, but I kind of think Davis Mills is a surprisingly competent quarterback who's going to win like three games he shouldn't win this year. Okay, which would make them three and fourteen. Well, three more games that they should win. Three and fourteen. 
Okay. Tell me who. Uh, tell me who the Texans roster is better than right now. No, nobody. Unequivocally, nobody. Better. Nobody. I would say they're as good as three or four teams, but nobody. they're not better than anybody. No, but okay. I might rather have Davis Mills than Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith, Baker Mayfield. I smell what you're stepping in. That's all right. But I just think there's uh, a chance right. that what if Davis Mills just takes a somewhat big leap here in you two or in your team? Right. I can see it. Uh, last one, because this one's off the board on most sports books. The Cleveland Browns, uh, we see them for the most part at nine and a half wins. They're on some sites still the favorite to win the AFC North, but what are your thoughts here? Uh, I had them at nine and eight. This is one of the teams that I had to take down a win to get my overall record in the NFL to even 500. So I have Cleveland at eight and nine. It's just so hard because if Deshaun Watson is only suspended for four games, I would be inclined to say double digit wins because you think that's going to happen. I think it's, I think he gets somewhere between four to six games. Okay, let's say he gets six because I think that's probably more accurate. Uh, but obviously, I, I so now you're looking at let's let's say they go two and four without him. In order to get to ten wins, they would need what to go eight and what three? Yep. I don't think they're going eight and three in this division uh, with a quarterback that hasn't played since 2020. I just think there's a chance that they go better than that to start the season. Their, their early season schedule is not hard, Elliot. Okay. This is the teams they open up with. At Carolina, home against the Jets, home against the Steelers, at the Falcons. Like, they could easily go two and go two. Go three and one. Up. They could go three and but one right they there. Could, and that, that's the thing. If they can go okay. three and one okay, and or three so and three if, to start the season. So if they go three and three, they'd still have to go seven and four with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback that hasn't played, that was on a four and 12 team when he played it. Played lights out. Um, I can go to nine and eight with Cleveland. I can't get to 10 wins. It's not with that. But either way, you you mentioned the key thing off the board. Off the board. If there's one team that we really shouldn't spend time on, it's this one. Nope. I because agree. we don't know. In fact, that was a little bit of a problem with New Orleans because even though running backs have been devalued, Kamara's a special player. So um yeah, I, I've got them at eight wins. That may not be my best prediction, but I'm operating off of information I don't have. So, so the, you were only, I mean, only off on a few games for a few of these teams. Overall, pretty, pretty good. The one team that we like quite a bit is the Saints. Uh, we also like Minnesota a little bit more than their win total, but we there, there's no big discrepancies here other than the Saints. The two teams I was down the most on was Houston. Um, in Kansas City, I had Houston. What, what was Houston's over under four and uh, a half? Four and a half. Yep. Yeah, I was one and a half below on them, and I was one and a half below on Kansas City. I didn't really want to do that with Kansas City, but yeah. I had to. I again, I am. I just feel like if you're going to do predictions and you're going to predict records, the the records need to line up. Um, otherwise, you're just being pie in the sky. Um, and you said Cleveland's about nine and a half on average. Yep. Just depending on the site. Yep. Okay. So I would be one and a half down on Cleveland, but I'm not really counting that. Yeah. So, and most sports books won't let you put any significant amount of money on that for good reason. They just have no idea because what if Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended? What if the NFL said, or Sue Roberts says, you know what? He served his time last year. He doesn't deserve a suspension. We're talking about something completely different. Right. But just let's play that out. 
let's say he does not get suspended. Is it really that crazy to think that they would go eight and nine with it with, with him? Uh, if he plays all 17 games, I would be shocked if they went eight and nine. I mean, they do have the Super Bowl representative in their division that's getting nothing but more experienced. Who they smoked in both games last season. Okay. Okay. Doesn't mean they're going to smoke them again. No, they, but they, the problem the problem is is I think the Bengals, oh, excuse me, the Browns, their strengths line up really well with the other teams in the division, right? Because they can get a pass rush with their front four. And I'm not sure the Bengals can block it. You've got the 2019 MVP returning back to health. You've got a Pittsburgh team that, granted, is not very good, but you're not going to be able to beat them the way you did last year. So, in the same manner, anyway. I don't know, man. Um, and Deshaun Watson hasn't played. He didn't it's play fair. last year. It's fair. You know? I mean, there's a lot of data on NFL players that took a year off, and most of it isn't promising. There are some exceptions to that. Uh, this was not an injury-related thing where because when a guy gets hurt let's say a guy gets hurt in week three misses the whole season take someone like christian mccaffrey right who was hurt most last year he's still around the team he's still working out at the facility he's still around his guys this is a guy who did not play last year right who wasn't practicing right with wasn't deshaun watson completely away from the team last year no, he he was with the team he was just the the third string quarterback or doing scout team work I thought he did not. I thought they kept him away. No, he was there. The, the re, they couldn't technically keep him away. That's right. You're right. You're right. You got me on that. But he was. So, but he was at least. He, he didn't practice really at all. He was right. there. No, uh, but no, but, but, the but it's, a, it's still a point well taken. I thought that, that you're right, but I'm 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 conflating two different things, uh, because you're right. They couldn't keep him away from the team. However where I was going to go with this is you've got a guy that basically wasn't practicing who, who wasn't really a part of the team that he was a part of. And Fair. everyone yeah. knew, everyone knew he was going to be gone. That's where I wanted to end up at. Now he's on a team where he's brand new. He's brand new. And the guys he's playing with are brand new. I'm not saying he's going to fall flat on his face. I think he's a really good player. In fact, I think he's a better player than you do. <laughs> Remember when we ranked quarterbacks? Yeah, I think he's somewhere yeah. between the ninth and eleventh best quarterback in the league. But I'm glad you corrected me on that because I did I did misremember that. And unlike you, I try not to act like I'm flawless and everything. So, so my yeah. big takeaway from this podcast is number one, we need to buy more Los Angeles Chargers appeal uh, yeah. apparel, right? Number yeah. two, I don't think the Saints are our team this year, Elliot. Saints Chargers Super Bowl would be really weird, but I, I can't go that high with the Saints because no, they're, I, they're not a Super Bowl team, but they are going to be a very good regular season team. Yeah, I think I think Herbert can lift a team in the postseason if he's in that tournament. Um, Jameis Winston would need a lot of things to go right, but um, you got me thinking about this Deshaun Watson deal a little bit because I, to be honest, admittedly. I've probably spent zero time thinking about Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. this entire year. I'm so sick of the situation. I have my own personal feelings about whether he should play and all those kinds of things. Um, but when we did the quarterback rankings, and you and I, we talked about him versus Dak. You like Dak better. 
Yeah, but I think they're in the same tier, the quarterback. And those guys can... No, here you go with your you, tiers. No, I'm just saying you can kind of move them up and down depending on the game. But yeah, I think they're s- similar. I think it was such an unusual situation. It's <laughs> There are very few times where a guy is technically on a team the whole year and you know he's not going to be back. Yes. You know? I mean, you have speculation when a guy's like in the last year of a deal... And you think, you know, this team's just not going to be able to afford them next year. So there's Mm -hmm. a 90% chance they're not back. But you don't operate the entire preceding season as if they're gone. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's just a really weird situation for everybody because he hasn't played and he hasn't even really practiced. And, you know, it's going to be what? But he was part of the team, as you pointed out. So... A team that he's no longer with. (laughs) When's the last time he's gone through like a full padded practice other than today? It's been almost two years, right? To get ready for a game. To get ready for a game. Yes. Um, Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think if I were going to, if I, if I were going to bet on anything though, out of what we went over, one, it's kind of not fair because it's not really what we're talking today, but I would bet on the Eagles to win uh, the NFC East, especially if you're still getting four to one odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, I would bet on the Saints over. That's that's what I got. And to, to use a Marcus Mosher, you know how you always say it's more fun to bet on the over with a point total? Yes. I think it's more fun to bet the over with a win total. Oh, so, yeah, because it, it's your new team, right? You're, you're yeah. rooting for them every single game. I think we do it. Let, let's let's bet this win total. You want to do it together? So we yeah. have some stakes yeah. in this? Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. We'll do that. Bet on the Saints win total, and we'll get all charges uh, parkas for the next time we do a video. Uh, it'll be great. We need to get out of here before my voice goes, before I screw something else up. Have I said Jacoby Eason yet? Uh, no, you have not. We're good. All right, Jacoby Eason. Um, very good. We thank the good people at Brinks, Courtney and Eric and Herbert and all those folks. I think Marcus Mosher, who finally decided to leave the pool and come do some work. And uh, we're always happy to hear from you guys. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Make sure you catch him on Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Harrison NFL. So good to talk to you guys again. Take care, everybody.